give me the uh, Cliff Notes version of this thing that I tease that's a little crazy. All right, so there has been controversy that is reminiscent of a soap opera slash youth sports. Like, there is no tomorrow taking place inside of U.S. soccer. For those of you who are not paying attention, we've had it in a few of our uh, CBS Sports Minutes. It's been popping up all over the place, and it basically involves the World Cup and it involves two giant families in U.S. soccer, the Burhalters and the Reynas. And okay? the Burhalters also Ohio family, like Columbus. Right. Like they, it was a coach of the crew. I think they still live in Columbus. So right. So to sum this up in a very, very quick fashion, uh, back in about 91 or 92, Greg Burhalter was dating his now wife at the time. They got into an altercation while drinking at a local bar, and he kicked her. And so the two of them split up for a long period of time. He so he went and got therapy. He talked his way through it. The two of them months later came back together, were married, have now been married for 25 years, have four kids and have been happy. And he's corrected all the errors of his waves after the help of therapy. And so they were in a reflection, all that kind of stuff. They were young and stupid. They were 18 and young and stupid. That's the main thing to point out in this whole thing. Okay. Fast forward to now. Greg Berhalter's roommate when he was in college was Claudio Reyna, who, if you know that name, right. the reason you know that name is he was the multiple-time captain of the U.S. men's team. Right. His now wife was Greg Berhalter's wife's roommate. So wait, two roommates. This is a college Correct. story now at this it point, right? It was a college thing. The two of them, they were best men at each other's wedding is huh. what's been reported as well. They were very close friends. Fast forward to the World Cup. Okay. Gio Reyna has, or I should say, Claudio Reyna has a son. His name is Gio. He's playing in Germany for Borussia Dortmund, one of the most talented players that the U.S. have. He was on the bench the entire time for the World Cup. I think he ended up playing like 60 minutes or something like that throughout the entire thing. So his college is wondering You got to slow down because I got to say, just give me one second here. College, their coaches, college roommates, son. They've been friends for 30 years. That's the way to put it. And he's known this kid since he was born. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Was on the bench. Back to kind of what we're doing with Davian Clowney, conduct detrimental, all that kind of stuff. Issued an apology, got dragged through the mud. Uh, Burhalter said, you know, Burhalter never really called him out or anything like that on it. Made a couple comments of why he was on the bench. And was it Bull? Was it uh, uh, Burkhalter's Burkhalter, right? That was it. Did he bench him, or was it a U.S. national team thing, or what was it? I mean, it's, it's Greg Burhalter is one and the same. Okay, all right, that's fine. Okay, keep it's going. it's kind of one and the same when it comes to this. All right, so same exact kind of thing taking place with all of that. So now what has happened is basically they came out and said if if we don't get the, I should say it this way with the Reynas, if we don't get it, we're gonna leak something. And there wait was, a second, the Reynas. No, no, no. no let were... me let me put it this way. Okay. So this this what I set up in the beginning involving this assault case that happened there all of a sudden leaked to the media probably about three days ago. Okay. Nobody had any idea where it came from. It was leaked out there. Burhalter got in front of it, told the whole story that I did in the very beginning there of why this all took place, Okay, only to find out yesterday through ESPN reporting that the source of the leak was Gio Reyna's mother. Get out of here. Yes. You're kidding. Not at all. Now, Greg so Burhalter, the roommate, so her... It was her college roommate. Yep. And she leaked it because she was mad that her kid wasn't playing. Yep. You want to talk about sixth grade? Yep. Wow. Okay, so. That's all, why it, this is a youth sports corner. So wait, so was Raina <laughs> whining and moaning during the World Cup? Because here's another reason why. Remember, we've had other stories like this too, where it just seems like everything's disjointed for Team USA in these 
situations. It Was he whining during the World Cup about not playing? A little bit. It had to do with behavior he was had, and he was loafing on the field from what has been leaked. This isn't official. This is stuff that's all still sources say and all of that. But he was loafing on the field. He wasn't hustling the way he should. He was complaining. It was a lot of that kind of stuff. Again, a 20-year-old kid. And the whole idea that, that Danielle Reyna put out for her son Gio was, don't judge this guy because he's 20 years old. Here's what your coach did when he was 20 years old. Oh, that's so weak. Uh-huh. That's, that's the so rationale dumb. that's behind all of this. And that is why this is a youth sports corner more than anything else. And frankly, for all of you people who have been constantly asking, why aren't the U.S. a world power? This. This is it. This is the number one reason why the U.S. is not a world power when it comes to soccer. Because a mom was mad that her kid wasn't playing. And it goes all the way down to the youth level. Oh, that's that is so the sad. kind of stuff that doesn't take place. And if it would take place in England, the papers would have rat hashed the whole thing out before anybody could have made a statement. And it all would have been solved right there. Was it, uh, Last question. Was it underlying during the World Cup or no? I mean, was it was this... Was it a problem for the team during the World Cup? There were a lot of people who've had issues with Greg Berhalter, fan base, and inside of it as Everyone's well. Everyone's always the mad at our coach. Well, it doesn't matter who the coach is. Well, here's is. the problem. This is two giant families because Berhalter's brother is a part of the board of trustees, or or maybe not the board of trustees, but a, a big board of U.S. soccer along with Claudia Reyna. And so what's happening is you basically have the Hatfields and the McCoys going after each other, and it's basically tearing U.S. soccer to bits. Because okay. now they're in the midst of a giant investigation to figure out if they should bring Greg Berhalter back. Oh, yeah. We're this a is a youth sports corner. All right. All right. I got to turn the page because that thing, I got a headache from that story. That's crazy, though. That mm-hmm. is just a crazy story. And it's it is insane. very youth sports corner. I, it is I youth sports. And again, it's the reason why for everybody who's going, why can't soccer in the United States ever take off and compete in the level that it should? That's it. Hmm. I, I want to go back to Mike Tomzak because we had him on uh, at eleven o'clock straight up, and uh, he would. Is it fair to say he went off on the Browns? Here's a guy that probably wasn't much. I mean, he's a former Browns quarterback, okay, and he's on this Dog Pound podcast that we, you know, we talk to these guys every Friday. I, a lot of you might remember him from Ohio State, but he, you know, he spent a lot of years as a Steelers quarterback, backup uh, starter. You know, he did it all while he was there, and so, you know, he started doing this Dog Pound podcast with, uh, you know, all the folks that. We knew growing up, or I should say my generation knows growing up, like Hanford's on there. Uh, who else is on there? Frank Stams is on there. Leroy Eric Hard. Medcalf, Leroy Horde. All those guys are on that podcast, and they, they have a good time. They sit around and talk about the Browns and what's going on. Well, he, he it sounds to me like he bought in on the podcast and said, all right, I am going to go all in on the Browns. I'm doing this podcast. I am going to focus everything I possibly can on the Browns. <laughs> he's been in for six months, and he's like – he has absolutely described the Browns the way I think a lot of fans feel about yep. the Browns. Do we have any of these cuts? He came yeah. on He came on with us, and we just flat out asked him, what's going on with Jadavian Clowney? What causes that kind of thing? This is what he had to say. Well, there's been a disconnect, right? right. He's experienced some injuries. He's, he's experienced some injuries you know, throughout the course of the year. Uh, he's taken plays off. Uh, both he and Miles Garrett have taken plays off and series off. You know, critical crunch time. I don't see number 90 and 95 out there in some crucial spots, but, you know, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not on the sideline to see if there's a reason or not in a ball game. Um, you know, it's it starts at the top. It starts with Haslam for him to allow this to happen. It starts with Stefanski that allows us to get out in public. And I think right now this team is searching for – 
Who's their real leader? Who's the true leader of that team? I think that's a great question. And I think it, it has to be Deshaun Watson after this weekend, right? I, are we back at a place where where Deshaun can be the leader? Can we? I still think he's got some court stuff coming up that's going to curtail that. You know, So I, I think this is the part that also needs to be laid out when it comes to Mike Tomczak and his career and what he expects. Mm-hmm. His rookie season, he was on the 85 Bears. Yeah. So you had leaders all over the place from McMahon to well, that's true. You know, to, to the fridge to even you could toss in the head coach and Mike Ditka. Okay. Packers first season in 91. Okay. That was a little shaky. Browns in 92. You had Bernie. You had all the coaching staff that was there. You had all of those guys that we all love. Steelers from 93 to 99. Okay. Steelers were a little down at that point, but still leadership. The guy knows leadership and he understands it and he knows what it takes place inside of that locker room. And when he doesn't see it here and says things like that, that is a serious, serious eye-opener. And we're all hoping and praying that it's Watson, and we hope that's the case that Deshaun Watson is the leader of this team moving forward. That's great. I hope that's true. But, man, you need a couple of those guys. It can't just be Deshaun Watson saving the day from a leadership standpoint because no, is Deshaun I, I, Watson going to walk think, into a defensive meeting room and make a statement? Yeah, but don't you think you have to have a leader on both sides of the ball? Yeah, that's okay. the other problem. It's got to be somebody else on the other side of the ball. And a certain guy has been here for a few years now and is paid like he's the leader there, and we're still hearing about leadership issues. So maybe he's the quiet, silent leader type. I mean, who's the guy? What was it they had? The afternoon show had somebody on, and it was months ago, who said, you know, who's the vocal leader of that room? And he goes, John Johnson. Yeah. Okay, who else? Mm. Shouldn't it be your number one overall pick? You'd hope. You you would hope it would be the guy that you're paying to anchor your defense. I, I'm And I'm not saying this to, like, you know, we're not trying to call people out or anything like that. We're just trying to get to the bottom of a problem here because I – as we said from the very beginning, I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to walk through the door and solve all of your problems. And he's not. And I still believe that is the case. Somebody on that defensive side of the ball has to step up, be a leader, and set the bar of what is acceptable for this team. And right now, and what we've seen this season from this defense, and you could look at the point totals, and you could look at the rushing yards, and you can make every excuse that you want, blame the coordinators and everything else. At some point, it comes down to execution. And if the execution isn't there, who does that fall on? It's a great question. You know what we can ask? Brian Anderson. VA will help us. Help us uh, figure this thing out. And so we'll talk to him next. It's Baskin and Phelps with Dan Menigan, 92.3 The Fan, 216-578-0092.